up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the knee on belly podcast we are your hosts nate and it doesn't matter what your name is go ahead john and brandon Brandon. (laughs) boys today we are going to recap this past saturday's ufc 270 gone versus inganu then we'll play a little game that we like to call tap or cap Mm. Then finish off with all the news and happenings in the world of MMA, all that and more. But first, boys, mm-hmm. how are we doing on episode number 60? Like the whole numbers. Yeah. <laughs> like the even even whole numbers. What about you guys? Yeah, he wasn't here Stupid for 50, Michael. so I'm glad he's here for 60. He was not here for 50. Where were you for 50, Brandon? I don't oh, even f- know. 50 was a bad bad night for me. I couldn't make it. Diarrhea. That was just that was just dad stuff. Yeah. Oh, dad stuff. It was just one of those things. Hey, hey, Brandon. I know it's been a while. You got to talk louder. Louder. There you go. Oh, there he is. He's in the podcast now. Literally the same, the exact. You just gotta like get like you're gonna like you're almost gonna kiss it, but you're not. I think it's just because I wasn't here when you got the mixer back. Yeah, you're still have to adjust. Okay, it's all right. We're gonna get you there. We're gonna get you back. Thanks. Um, I did watch Yellowstone this week. Just picking up where we left off. Okay. Um, I was. I was, we talked about Yellowstone last night, but I left this out intentionally because I wanted to save it for the pod. Oh, okay. So I'm watching, I think, like four or five episodes in. Who is, like, the roughest, toughest cowboy, Brandon, in Yellowstone? Rip. Yes. 100%. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, right, and I'm watching Yellowstone, and Big Bad Rip comes walking in, and he's making a phone call. And guess what he's making a phone call on, John? Just guess. It's got to be a flip phone. A hundred percent a flip. And phone. I bet you he like cheered. A hundred percent, dude. Stand I up, was, stood up. I almost backed out there. I, I almost pro. Which is a pretty good show. I will say Yellowstone's a good show. I'm into right. it. I almost backed out there just because I pictured him watching it and like cheering. Like, yes. see, Rip uses a flip phone. I get it. I'm the Rip of the podcast. So here's. Yeah. So I'm really excited right now because I honestly don't know what you're talking about. What scene is this? Uh, it's like uh, he's well. There's a couple. Every time he's make he makes a phone call, he's on his flip phone. So it's it's a normal reoccurring thing. Like when he called the one brother, uh, when he was like campaigning and the. I don't want to give because I mean I guess campaigning. his brother the the one brother was campaigning. To Rip's be, Rip's not related. To I, him. I, I the brother the Jamie. I think oh yeah, yeah yeah. And then he was calling him because there was an emergency and he's like on his flip phone. He uses a flip phone. I did not see. I did not. I don't this believe at you. All. I don't believe. Do you, you think I would have left that out? You think I wouldn't have said yes, something about that? Because I feel like you wanted to lure me in. Like, see, dude, we just need to move to Montana. We'll use flip phones. We'll ride horses. <laughs> we'll wear leather stirrups. I'm the. I think I'm the furthest away between the three of us in terms of being a rancher. But can I be honest? Mm. I feel like that's the life you want. But here's the thing. I feel like there's something appealing to that lifestyle. It's way Absolutely. less of an adju- <laughs> it's way less of an adjustment for you than it will be for us. Uh, that's probably true. Like you, your only adjustment would be like I got to wear leather more. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad about moving to Montana and living in that kind of Exactly. Uh, yeah, and I just knew that from watching it. That's fair. Okay. Um let's see. Um John, as we continue our series diving deep into your mind, uh what's the mm. most backwards thing you heard this week? Mm. Oh, that's what I told you the other day, my dude I work with who said like on hot days he likes a little unsweet tea. 
Yeah. A nice, nice little okay. cold glass of unsweet tea. <laughs> How do you feel about unsweet tea, John? Well, here's the thing. I As said. We continue the series of diving. Into I mentioned. Uh, we got to talking about something. I was like, yeah, and there's people out here who eat, who drink unsweet tea. And he was like, I mean, I do. And I was like. You called it something yesterday. What'd you call it? Oh, dirt water. That's dirt what, water. 100%. <laughs> yeah. He was like, but it's leaves. It's not quite dirt. I was like, yeah, but what happens to leaves when they sit out? Uh, you, you've never seen Ted Lasso. No, I've but no, I'm it's really a big fan, fan of, um, what's his name? Uh, Jason Statham. Yeah. No, Sado- Sta- Sadekis? Sadekis. Yeah, yeah, Sadekis. Jason Sadekis. Real big fan of him. He's, I love that show. Yeah. But uh, it's, you know, for people that don't know, it's, it's an American football coach that goes to England and becomes a soccer mm-hmm. coach. And the whole, like, first season is, it's like him, every time he drinks tea, like, spits it out, and he calls it dirt water. <laughs> it's like, hilarious. He's just like, it is, it's a, it is a hilarious uh, series. It, it is on, like, Apple TV, which sucks, because mm-hmm. that's not, but I literally, I come, because it, it releases weekly, so I just let every episode, and then I just get a one-month Apple thing just to binge it, and then I'm there done. Oh, it's such a, yeah, such a good out. series. It's hilarious. I think my girlfriend gets, like, free Apple TV for a couple months through it, yeah. our, our phone carrier or something. It's corny, it's cheesy, but that's kind of the, the yeah. draw of it, a little bit. I have to somewhat. check it out, because I, I live that, what is this, dirt water life. So. Yeah. Speaking of American football, have to do some, like, crazy breaking, because it just happened. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers... Both out of the playoffs in yeah. one day. It, what do it, you think? It's I crazy. Mean, we're sitting on the couch as football fans because both of our teams are out. Right. But well, here's the thing. What do you think? Two days. The two goats. We're two days in, and three games get decided by a field goal. Yeah. You know, uh, crazy games, which is the opposite of last week where everybody was getting blown out and right. nothing was close. But it's good games. It's the first time in I think they said twelve years that one of them haven't been it's crazy. In, like, crazy, and you have to believe. That's the end of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, oh, which yeah. as a Bears fan, hallelujah. Praise <laughs> yeah. Jesus. No more Aaron Rodgers in uh, Soldier Field yeah. or Lambeau, please. <laughs> yeah, and that, who knows if Brady goes another year. Brandon, give us your hot football take. Go. Uh, Dude, I have no idea. I did actually watch <laughs> the second, whole second half of the, of the Brady game, though. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I did. Watch them get sacked. See, I didn't get to watch the second half. I actually watched the first half. From the third quarter on, I watched that. Did one. you watch your Eagles? What happened to them? No. Nope. What happened to them? They ran into Brady. Yeah. Oh, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, this is an MMA podcast. We do like going off script a little bit. So mm-hmm. we're going to get into it. Brandon, let the people know how they can help and support the pod each and every week. Each and every week, what are you doing? Go, go, go. Okay, each and every week, you guys can subscribe to us on Apple. That's really one of the biggest ways. You can leave us a comment. Uh Um, Let us know what you think, and we'll respond to you. Um, Like us on Facebook. Not Facebook. Wow. Twitter, Instagram. Um, You can follow us on MySpace. Yeah, Yeah, MySpace. (laughs) Um, Am I missing anything? I don't know. Did you say about the reviews? Yeah, so leave us reviews. This could be the first YouTube episode. I hope it is. Well, we'll see. (laughs) I hope it is. (laughs) Didn't work out last week, so look out on our Instagram. As we say, we're going to say it's (laughs) going to, but it's a week by week. It might not. Uh, So if it is, you want to be on our Instagram because we will post our YouTube Mm -hmm. uh, link if this video finds its way there. We got some clips. We have some clips on Instagram. You guys should check them out. They're pretty funny. Nate likes to make fun of me. Yes, that's my favorite thing to do. It is my favorite thing to do. Uh, Well, boys, this past Saturday, UFC 270 Mm -hmm. in Anaheim, California. Brandon, why is it called Anaheim? Um, Because it was started by, you said, 50 German families, I believe. And it was in, oh, man, it was Santa... Anna Santa River. Anna. It's by the Santa Anna River. And it's something to do with Heim. So the it's it, the German word for home. 
Oh, that's right. Okay. And then they just kind of combined them. See, you're learning. I am. We're just teaching you. Boys, our main event, we got to get into it. Francis Ngannou and still champion defeating mm-hmm. Surreal Gone by unanimous decision, 48-47 on cross two, 49-46, one judge. Um, so much to get into with this fight, um, including, obviously, Francis's future with the UFC, but I don't want that to overshadow the fight itself mm-hmm. and the performance of Nganu and, honestly, uh, Surreal Gone. I think they both had really good showings, um, but let's just start there. Thoughts on the fight as a whole um, for both of you guys? And the performance, I guess, of Francis. So i kind of been thinking about both the main and co-main events, so I'm just going to kind of throw it all out there. Okay. So I thought that Gon, and Ganu, sorry, and Ganu really, really kind of impressed me because I think he showed the heart of a champion in that fight, right? Um, It was pretty clear that he was at a bit of a disadvantage in the striking. Um, I mean, he obviously has that power, but Gon was able to kind of touch him up more. Yeah. And... Nganu was able to take him down. I four out of five takedowns, I believe, is what he landed, yeah. which is an insane. If you had told me that Nganu was landing four out of five takedowns against Gon, yeah. I'd tell you you're crazy. Um, he did that, and then on the bottom, I think it was the fifth round, he pulled off a sweep against Gon. I mean, he just really showed that grit, mm-hmm. and it, you know, he he pulled it out. And then as far as Gon, I really thought this was a learning experience for him. Um, he made a a pretty tactical error, in my opinion, in that fifth round when he kind of fell back for that leg. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he landed on top of Ngannou, got the takedown in the fifth. In my opinion, it was going into it 2-2, and then he really just kind of, you know, he made that mistake, and Ngannou capitalized, and that was all she wrote. So I think in, I think Gon's going to dust himself off and learn, but I think Ngannou just really showed the improvements, the game plan, and, and the grit that he has that not a lot of people really thought he had. Yeah. No, I I was really impressed as well. Uh, I said last night, Francis is probably the best wrestler in heavyweight right now with (laughs) DC out. But I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I'm just saying. I still think it's Curtis Blades. But but here's what I will say that (laughs) I don't think people put into enough of, like, they they don't talk about it enough because he's just been knocking people out. But since the Stipe fight, you had Kane who tried to shoot a takedown on him and got caught with that. That punch and knocked out. Stipe tried. It didn't work. Like, I don't think that's the the move anymore mm-hmm. just to try to straight take him down because I just don't think it works as well. You've seen him. He was able to get off of his back, you know, get to the sweep or even just get straight up. Um, I thought that was very impressive. And this is the adjustment. You know, he, was, he wasn't able to land his big stuff. He was starting to load up. You could see him getting tired. And he did what you have to do at this level, which is make an adjustment. And what do you do against somebody who's fast and moving and you can't quite get them and they're, they're changing their stance a lot, all these things? You put them against the cage, you take them down, and then you, he was he looked miserable on top. Like I couldn't yeah. imagine trying to deal with that. And he did a really good job of you know moving around. He went from out a couple times. Like I thought Francis looked – he showed another wrinkle in his game that we hadn't seen yet. Yeah, I think that's the biggest key for him. I mean, he just um, – yeah, we've never seen the re- – I mean, like we all just said, I mean, who would have expected that, you know, Francis was going to have the advantage in the take? I mean, we all pretty much last week agreed if Gon was going to have any advantage that it would be on the ground um, outside of his footwork, obviously, and just his movement. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Ngannou stifled that. Beautiful takedowns. You can tell that's clearly something they worked on. He even talked about um, jujitsu was a big part of his this camp. Um, and you could tell because, like Brandon said, in that fifth round, um, yeah, Gon was or Gon was in in Ganu's guard, and he basically was kind of setting up a very. I mean, I would would you agree? Probably about one of the most basic leg entries you could do mm-hmm. for like a heel hook, straight ankle. Yeah. Um, and Nganu knew what he was doing and hit a beautiful scissor sweep. Um, and it was a very huge tie. I mean, that was the difference because you have to believe if you're surreal gone and you get fr- in a 2-2 fight 
right? Because I would agree it was probably 2-2. I mean, that's pretty much how the judges had it. Mm -hmm. When he got Francis to his back, it's over. You would have thought. I mean, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah, when you, he when, when he, he got started it going down, for that leg, you were like, oh, that's it. it. I mean, yeah. it really, once he got him to his back, I was like, oh, that's it. I mean, he's just, even if he just rides this out, mm -hmm. I mean, th there's no way. And then, I mean, as soon as he went for that leg entry, Francis just beautiful scissor sweep. Um, and, and like Brandon said, I think this is a big learning thing for Gon as well. We have to remember, the dude's been training MMA for three years. That's mm -hmm. it. And just fought for a world or has, has already, in nine fights, fought for an interim title, won it, and then in ten fights, just fought for the world championship, um, which we talked about in heavyweight. You do kind of naturally move a little faster anyways. Mm -hmm. It's normal. Mm -hmm. um, but to do what he's done in that short amount of time is still extremely impressive. Um, it was the fight last week. I can't, it was the Giga Cater, and I can't. I think it was Cruz was like, you know, these are the fights that like a guy like Giga learns. Same thing with Gon, like mm -hmm. you said. I mean, it's he's gonna be coming. He's gonna come back. I still think sky's the limit for him. He will be champion one day. Here, uh, yeah, yeah, here's the thing. I think I I don't know who beats in Ganu. I don't know who beats him at this it's point. Tough now. I I still think if it's gonna be anybody, I still think it's Gon. Um, sure. I, I, I think I think Gon's issue in this fight. I think he has a very high fight IQ in terms of the stand up very obvious but then in terms of the ground i think he kind of showed with you know the standing kimura which he kind of lost on he had a couple weird escapes he tried to hit from bottom mount where yeah. he was going under the leg which in jujitsu that's one thing but in an mma fight that's a whole different thing yeah. um and then the leg you know the leg lock attempt i just think the fight iq is not quite there in terms of the grappling slash ground game for gone but it still only can go up well and then i think too like another thing is I think there's a learning in, in his stand-up because though he was using his footwork, he moved really well last night. I mean, mm -hmm. that's what we were saying. Who fights Francis Ngannou with both their hands on their thighs? <laughs> like, it was nuts. Yeah. He gave no respect. I mean, he fought his fight, and he looked great, and he did avoid. I mean, he got a couple big uppercuts, but he avoided all the big shots, never got hurt in that fight, looked great on his feet. But even though he looked good on his feet, I like I watched it again today. And the problem is, I think with Gone is especially in those middle rounds when Francis did see seem like he was getting a little bit more tired he still was allowing francis to dictate the pace of the fight mm -hmm. right so he was doing a lot of movement and moving but he wasn't really doing much off of it if yeah. that makes sense yeah. and he he allowed francis to slow the fight down and i think i even told you guys in like the fourth or fifth round i'm like Gon's just starting to coast like he's just gonna let this coast till the end like he's got to go mm -hmm. because you could see that like you when you see a guy like Francis kind of slowing and and he was he was seeing Francis's punches I think too because he just mm -hmm. especially in those later rounds just didn't land as much Francis mm -hmm. did and right. I think that's kind of why he made the adjustment to the takedowns which is what you do as a champion that's right. what champions do but yeah I think it's still I don't want to take any away from Francis because I think in terms of a mixed martial arts, that's mm -hmm. his best mixed martial arts performance because yeah, he absolutely. utilized so many aspects of this the sport. Um, mm -hmm. But a lot of potential there still for Gon as well, for yeah. sure. And I think, you know, as much as Gon did what he wanted to do per se in the stand-up, I think Francis's power is still a thing where guys won't commit. Yeah, You didn't see Gon go for big strikes. You seen him go for strikes that he could get out the way from because if you commit, you usually wake up on the floor. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you don't commit, Francis isn't afraid of you now because he knows he can eat your jab. He knows he could eat these kicks. That's why he kept walking forward and getting these takedowns because Gon never really committed to the big stuff until, you know, the fifth round. And by then, you know, he knows he can take you down and he knows that you're having to think about that now. And I think... You know, another thing, too, with Francis is, you know, he talked about at the end, like, I mean, if this guy did this with a whole blown-out MCL. Yeah. I mean, to even 
do any of the stand up to get to the wrestling is crazy. I think he had blown, yeah. In the post fight, Francis had like he said he had a blown MCL and maybe tore his, to, ACL, tore his ACL, yeah. some type of maybe a slight tear in the ACL, and said he had do- every doctor pretty much advised him to back out. Um, but the fight, gutsy you know, man. Yeah, he just didn't want to do it, so he put two knee pads on and. Uh, went in there and got it done. He broke the knee pad curse. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, but the biggest story coming out of this, unfortunately, um, and it was probably the most telling thing after the fight, is Dana White being nowhere to be found. Um, doesn't put the belt on Francis as he traditionally does for all the champions. Um, also didn't attend the post-fight press conference. Um, we know how the contract negotiations um, and all that goes. So I'll just ask you guys, and we'll just start this. Do you think that this thing is salvageable at this point, or do you think Francis ultimately moves on? Because I'll tell you, the fact that Dana doesn't show up to the post fight doesn't put. I think that's very telling. Mm-hmm. Um, and because at least like you go back to the Silva fight, right? When he didn't put the belt on him after the Maya, he showed up to the post fight and he said, "I didn't want to put the belt on him because I thought it was a terrible performance he played. You know, it was silly, and mm-hmm. he just didn't show up. I mean, he has nothing to say." for Francis um, pulling off an amazing victory. He was the underdog as well. So Mm. that's kind of the interesting thing to me. Like you brought up the Maya, the Silva Maya is Silva Maya, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean that one, I, I kind of understand, I guess the idea that it was a terrible fight. He didn't like the performance, but that's obviously not something you can go with here. So, I just, I don't know. We haven't heard anything. Like nobody's came out with anything. He hasn't said a word. It just, for lack of a better word, seems very petty to me. Um, I don't know what else to really say. I don't think it's, is it salvageable? I don't know. I mean, I don't really even know what the state of things are. Is it, is it turmoil? You know, I don't know. You talked about the one fight. Well, you talked about the one fight. um, I don't know. Is it extension or something where like, cause he won, won, doesn't in gone. Yeah. So a little tweak to that. I, I, from watching. So, I think the I had a better understanding of where that stands now as well because they asked him in his post-fight press conference, and it doesn't sound like the UFC holds his rights for one more fight. They hold his rights for just one more year. So in theory, and the, a journalist asked Francis this, and he said, yes, this is true, is Francis could hold out until mm-hmm. December, uh, December, <laughs> until December, and in January, he's a free agent. Right. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, that could be the last time Francis does fight in the UFC mm-hmm. if, you know, things don't turn around. Because I would venture to say at this point, he is not going to step foot back in the cage without a new contract. No, I, I think it's salvageable because money does talk. Yeah. And, and Francis did say it's not all money. He still wants to be able to box too because, once again, there's money there. I mean, Tyson Fury tweeted at him afterwards, yeah. and Tyson Fury made $30 million his last boxing match, and Francis just made six hundred k. Yeah. Um, well, that we know. Well, His right. Part, you know, there's probably things up under the table. I probably bet he's probably yeah. closer to. I mean, you hear if a guy like John's making like five million or thinks mm-hmm. that's low, I would venture to say Francis has got to be somewhere in that ballpark. You would think so, but yes, I, I understand yeah. the point. Well, and you know what I thought was weird is Gone made five hundred k from the commission. Sure. So I mean, Francis isn't even that much more, and he has way more fights, and he was the champion. Yeah. So. I, and, you know, we've talked about the contract stuff when you did your fax thing. And, you know, so though it's it, it is going to be it's going to be interesting because, you know, I don't think Dana ever wants to give a fighter what he gave Connor as far as the control and being able to yeah. just kind of manipulate and do what he wants because Dana doesn't like that. But the problem is, is when you're the heavyweight champion, you're the baddest man on the planet. You are the you know, the showstopper. Yeah. And now Dana, I, I can tell you why Dana probably didn't show up. He just lost every bit of leverage he well, had. But that, to me, the fact that this guy, you know, I was thinking about this. 
there's not many big pay-per-view drawlers right now in the UFC. There's definitely big-name fighters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Usman's the biggest. Like, if you think about your big, like, like going back to, like, uh, Anderson Silva in his day, GSP, Conor McGregor. Ronda. Ronda. Brock. Like, there, yeah, there's just really nobody. Like, you know, Izzy doesn't really do. We've seen Izzy, I think, mm-hmm. his... Um, the Yan fight was like one of the lowest pay per views last year. Mm-hmm. So Izzy's not really your star guy. Right. Um, Francis Ngannou's a star. I yeah. mean, he, his look, his you know, he has a story. I mean, mm-hmm. everything. So you don't show up for your guy. This is your chance to like yeah. really like this guy just shocked the world, right? He just beat. He was the betting underdog. Mm-hmm. He just beat a guy that everybody thought he was going to lose to just solidifying himself more as the baddest man on the planet right now mm-hmm. and you don't show up for him well and here's the other thing there's a chance that this gets done without dana having to say if if the the no. if the if espn's like listen no. this guy brings it in dana's not bigger than the Dude, ufc though let me, but let me tell you something ariel hawani worked for espn and it well didn't yeah matter. but ariel hawani and francis and I, I know but i'm ju- i'm just saying espn did everything they could to salvage that dana has the final say I don't know. I man. can promise I feel like you. you gave up Dude, some of that. They just raised the pay per views to seventy five dollars. We just talked about it. Dana came out and said flat out he is not. He doesn't agree with that. He said I hate raising pay per view prices. That's not my call. That's ESPN. Dana does not have that call over. I, I guess we well, just proved my. Where, that's what I was saying. Yeah, ESPN I guess, can I guess do what I they just, want. Yeah, true. When it, I guess yeah, that was a horrible. Because um, <laughs> if uh, these numbers show analogy, but. I mean, if these numbers show up, they're gonna be like, "Danny, you gotta sit down because this guy gives yeah. us brings us money." Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying in some senses. I just think when it comes to that, though, he still is gonna have his final say. And Dana's also been big on this is never gonna happen. This is never gonna happen, and then it happens because yeah. eventually something gives. And I, I don't think the UFC. I mean, here's the thing: if, if Francis doesn't come back, Gone probably gets the belt and runs away with it for forever you know who knows who i mean it's hard not to argue you do have like aspen on some other guys but the problem is is every time he wins or every time dana tries to talk about the heavyweight division people are gonna be like well what about francis who just won a million dollars at pfl or yeah bellator or you know that's always going to be something that he's going to have to deal with something else too francis is 34 right i mean Mm -hmm. he's getting up there i know the heavyweights is a little different but you know, I think that's another factor. Well, and that's why well. he wants to box too, because he knows I I don't got a lot of years I just left. Hate, I hate that idea though for him. I mean, I think ultimately if that's what he wants to do, he should do it. He has the right. But I think it, like what we just saw out of him in the growth in his MMA game and the development, I want to see him keep building on that. Like I want to see how crazy freaky this guy can get in MMA because like I've I mean I'm a Connor fan, right? And I've told you guys I've never been a fan of the fact that he went and boxed because he neglected MMA for like a year and a half. Yeah. And I just really don't want to see Francis do that to go fight Tyson Fury who he's 100% going to lose to. I feel right. like if he did that though, it's not going to be intermittent with the MMA. I think that's going to be like okay, I'm done with MMA, I want to box and then I I well, don't think like so. he wants to do both. Yeah, but, I think he wants to do both, but mm. that's a terrible idea because I'm telling you he is not. He's never going to beat Tyson Fury in a boxing match. He won't. But here's the thing, John. Is it terrible for who? If Francis makes thirty million dollars okay, yeah, to box, money. Who is it? okay, okay. I thought you were going to defend that he might beat Tyson Fury in a and, boxing. And match. the thing about for, the thing for him too is like, who knows if yeah. Tyson Fury's there? So for the money, that's what that's right, what I'm yeah. getting at. For the money, I totally understand. And with why him he not having health care, retirement, sure. stuff like that, get your money, dog. Yeah, no, I, I'm selfishly, not that. I want you to stay in MMA yeah, to do these fights. But I know. bro, go make your money. I mean, I get even it. even Connor. Like it sucks that 
that turn happened for him, but there's no way he would ever go back and be like, yeah, man, I wish I never fought Floyd for a hundred million dollars. No, it is such, it is such a short career. So yeah. I do understand. He can go in his next fight, blow out, you know, both another MCL or break his neck sure. or something. And then that money's gone but forever. Man, just imagining another camp of him working on his jujitsu and wrestling. Oh, is like scary. Listen, somebody, I think somebody tweeted like sign him up for ADCC, like get that man in there. Oh, whoever. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, you know, Fury, like you said, said the whole, come get some real money. John Jones had a lot to say. I wouldn't mind seeing that fight as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that could be an interesting matchup as well. You know, yeah. I told you guys last night, you know, the, the idea of that matchup is fun just because what if John does use his wrestling, you know, then that could be a difference maker because mm-hmm. he's, I think he's far and above going to have a, a, a distinct wrestling advantage over Francis. As to where I don't know that Gon necessarily had the wrestling advantage as much as just the ground advantage. Well, we thought because he tried stuff. Sure. But I think John would have more of the skill set to, Mm-hmm. Get Frank if he wanted to, but I just don't know if he'll go in and do yeah. it because he hasn't done that well, in so long. And I think one thing that Gon learned too from this, and just kind of looking back, is he realized that you know for a lot of heavyweights, you can try a lot of this stuff on because they're not in the jujitsu classes and you know working that super heavy. They're more kind of Derek Lewis, get up and then keep fighting you. Francis really went to <laughs> really went to class, and he, he, I think he learned that you can't just do elementary little setups and you know not watch out for sweeps stuff like that. He he learned a lesson in that. But for Francis, you know, like I said, you, you'd like to say he has he'd be able to use his wrestling, but nobody's been able to do it yet since he lost to Stipe. Like I said, Kane's a hell of a wrestler, and he never got to that takedown position either. So. It would it's, it's definitely would be interesting. The only thing about John that I thought was weird is he tweeted, I might just stay retired and enjoy that. Which uh, kinda, yeah, he just said he was just kind of trolling because yeah. people were like, you're afraid, and right. he was just kind of playing in like, yeah, maybe I am. I, mm. He wasn't saying that as like, um, yeah, like well, oh, these guys suck. I'm just going to say. It was because yeah. people were like saying you're afraid. So he's like, yeah, I guess I'll just stay home. And like, I, it was just He was more yeah. trolling back. Well, I thought it was I – know, I mean, obviously he's – selling getting to that situation yeah. but i mean it's a big fight man. based after his his last couple of fights these this will still be a tough fight for him i know a lot of people oh yeah you know some people are just like oh you know he's gonna run through francis and i was well, like well no, especially not at a especially not at a weight class he's never fought at and being and fighting at a weight that he's definitely never fought at i mean mm-hmm. when's the last time john jones ran through anybody mm. second gustafson fight maybe yeah yeah, it was Machida before? Yeah, Machida was before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was way before. Yeah, 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 it was before. Yeah, probably the second Gus fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still a fascinating matchup, you know, because mm-hmm. I think it'd be a lot similar to what you saw last night. The only difference would be if he could or would utilize, you mm-hmm. know, the wrestling advantage. Um, so, yeah, but, I mean, we'll keep you guys posted. I mean, we'll be watching the situation and seeing how it develops, and hopefully, I'm sure this week uh, – Something something's gonna come out because Dana's gonna have to talk. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have to say something. So it's just gonna be interesting to hear what that's gonna be. Um, our co-main event boys, uh, fight forever is a chant typically used for pro wrestling, but it definitely <laughs> applies for these two. Uh, Davis and Figueredo defeating Brandon Moreno by unanimous decision. Um, very controversial, obviously. Um, I think for some people, um, but we said it last week. And as far as the fight in general, is that these two match up very well. Every time they fight, it's entertaining. It was no different. 
last night. Um, but just want your guys' thoughts. Do you agree on the decision, or do you guys think Brandon Moreno did enough to retain the title? Did you rewatch it? Yes, I did. Okay, so I haven't rewatched it, obviously, because okay. I didn't buy it. So let me say this, and then I want to get your thoughts on because I'm kind of just going off memory at this point. So initially, like my initial thoughts, as soon as it was, as it was over, was like, ah, I don't know about that one. You know, I thought Moreno was really sure. active. And then thinking through it, I, I believe I looked at the numbers, and he did have more significant strikes than Figueredo. He had 105 to Figueredo's 86. Yeah. But he also got knocked down three times. And he was Brandon Moreno. Yes, got knocked down, got three, knocked down times. three times, yes. And Figueredo was lighting him up with leg kicks, and he was landing the bigger shots. Moreno was doing a good job with the counterpunching, but I think it was the lack of or the, the less offense that Figueredo produced that gave Moreno the trouble because he usually does so well in that kind of counterpunch situation, throwing a lot of flurries. And when Figgy backed off and wrestled more and threw more leg kicks, mm-hmm. Moreno was doing a lot of standing around. And he did have some good flurries, some good combos, but... I think he just he just waited a little too long, yeah, and that was to his detriment. Yeah, he was asking if you agree with that from your rewatch. Oh, so you want okay, yeah, so yeah, so I made some notes because I, I did rewatch it, okay. um, and I don't know that I have a better understanding of who won. I mean, it was just a close, close mm-hmm. fight. I watched it without commentary as well, which I would highly recommend if you're you know if you're wanting is turn the commentary off on the rewatch um because you know like and what i'm saying is like i think i was in it, on the rewatch is i think i was more watching it to try to find how davidson won rather than you know to the naked eye when i watched it originally i felt like somewhere in there brandon moreno won a mixed martial arts fight you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying um but watching it a little bit more it's different, right? Because you there, I'm just setting it up. Is there is some bias when you know the result because mm-hmm. you're looking at every little thing that Figueredo is doing. Ultimately, in my opinion, it comes down to the fourth round, 100. Um, I had Davidson win, winning rounds one and three, and I gave Moreno rounds two and five. Um, so if it's and that fourth round is so close, like I'm so glad I'm not a judge. I don't mm-hmm. know how you judge that fourth round, um, but kind of off of what Brandon said is what you're saying. You remember is 100 percent correct from the rewatch is. Brandon was way too complacent in some areas where not that Figueredo was doing anything detrimental to him or or significant, but I could see where it could have been viewed as octagon control or different things where uh, he was kind of conceding position a little bit to Figueredo unnecessarily. So that was something else I thought about was there was a lot of failed takedown attempts by mm-hmm. Figgy, but there was a lot of engagements and initiations yeah. by Figgy. So if, if you had a, a, a two-round fight with fighters, and let's pretend the only thing that happened was wrestling engagements, yeah. and let's say one fighter did all the engaging and the other fighter did all the defending, you'd have to give the one that engaged the nod. So that's how I look at those instances sure. in the fights, mm-hmm. or even though he's not getting the takedowns, if we see a lot of those I- engagements that's still an offensive reaction from Figgy, and you're putting Brandon on defense for a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. When I, I mean, I haven't got a chance to rewatch it either, obviously, but I felt like Brandon won. I felt like he was very active. I did feel like the, you know, stuffing all them takedowns, if you get points for takedowns, I feel like you should get points for stuffing them, especially continuously over and over. Like, to me, that's like missing a punch, right? Because no, you're you not get, finishing. He only took him down once, I think, yeah, in the fifth that's round. that's what I'm saying. So he, you stuffed all, Brandon stuffed all those takedowns. Like I said, I feel like that should have. I don't think Figueredo really had any takedown attempts. Yeah, he did. He did it multiple yeah, times. He, he held him on the cage a couple times. That was kind of, to me, that was like some significant. I think that might have been 
was it round one? I, there was one of the rounds that I was like, okay, I could kind of see maybe because he was holding holding him. Like, because I'm telling you, the fight is so marginal that right. you're almost nitpicking, like trying yeah. to find like, okay, maybe they saw this. And I'm I'm just trying to look at it from like maybe where the judges yeah. could have seen to give him that for win. sure. And I mean, for five rounds, it's the fights on fast forward. They're going so crazy, yeah. and I've only seen it once. But for what I remember, I feel like I seen Davison shoot a good handful of times, maybe four or five, and then just get stuffed. And then, like I said, I felt like Brandon landed a lot of big stuff. And although he was landing that front kick, obviously it wasn't enough to bring the strike, the significant strikes up even because Brandon still outstruck him by over 30 strikes. I, th- I think Moreno was doing so good throwing that left jab. But yeah, the left-hand period. Yeah, but Figueredo was landing big rights. And then when he would switch stances, he was landing big lefts. And mm-hmm. I, he was every time he was landing those, it was getting – just the same amount as reaction, you know, as Brandon was getting. And that's what I'm saying. It was just so, it was just mm-hmm. so close, man. But I'm telling you, I think, and if people are watching this, you know, I think if you go back and watch it, it I think it comes down to that fourth round. I really mm-hmm. do. And that round, I'm telling you, I don't know how you judge. I mean, yeah. I could see it going either way. And the, I think looking at the numbers, because that's all I had to go off since I couldn't watch it again, I, I believe Figgy was like one for eight. In takedowns, Man, no. I just don't feel like I remember. Like, yeah, he, well, it just happened just re-watching so quick. It, I just don't feel like I. There was a lot of them headbutting, so maybe they count. Mm. Maybe you guys viewed those as takedowns. Mm. I don't know. I mm. want to read this to you guys. Uh, Aljamain tweeted, and it's just an interesting take. Uh, he said, "I don't think there was a clear winner in that fight. Amazing scrap and display. I hope Dana makes a fourth fight so they can end this saga and see who's really better." He said, "Knockdowns shouldn't score so heavy if they aren't ending the fight." I don't know if I agree I with don't that. agree with that at and all. And then somebody, another fighter responded and said, everything should have a score, a takedown, a knockdown, and an escape, yeah. etc. Taking decision out of the judge's hands is necessary if possible. If you if a takedown were worth two points, he'd give a knockdown four points. I don't know if I, I don't know. It's just interesting I, I, I to don't, see. I a, don't think yeah, you can't you have to especially when a fight like that, like you need something like a knockdown to try to separate when they're that close. Mm-hmm. So to, to completely to see somebody because especially man, I think it was in the third round, which was Figueredo's best round. That's when he dropped him twice in that mm-hmm. round. He dropped him at the beginning and right at the end. That first shot was so clean, man, mm-hmm. that he dropped Figueredo or uh he Figueredo dropped Moreno with mm-hmm. that I mean I Credit to Moreno, dude. That dude is just tough and has yeah. a chin because I don't think many people would have gotten up from that. The mm-hmm. second one was equally as clean. So to me, like, you can't just see that and then just be like, oh, yeah, that doesn't count for anything. Yeah. Like, that's nuts. No, I definitely don't think it should count for nothing. I just thought it was interesting to get a fighter's take on, you know, in a close fight like that. If it's because, like, think about somebody like Diaz who gets knocked down a lot because he wants people to, like, follow into his guard. Like, people like that it's not as affecting him nearly yeah. as much and then i mean obviously moreno recovered from these but i don't know it's just a, it, i just thought it was interesting that a fighter had something to say about uh, that that part of it figueredo did say he'd be okay with the fourth fight um if not he said he wants kai car france which i thought car car france is booked right yeah he's, he's fighting, fighting askarov that's what i thought Columbus. yeah so that's got to be you know you got to let that fight play out first um but would you guys want to see the fourth fight, or do you just kind of want to see... I mean, because this fight now, the fourth fight, it can happen. You know, you think about it. The fact that the first one was... We don't see many fourth fights, but this one is a little different. The fact that the first one ended in a draw, technically it's 1-1 one, one now. You right. know what I'm saying? In right. a sense. So this is one of those rare cases where I think we can see a fourth fight and should eventually. Um, but I also don't think, like, 
thinking about it today because I think last night it was more on the, you know, maybe, yeah, just run it right back. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing these two step away for a minute, fa- take on new challenges, especially for like, you know, a brand because they are so close, man. Like mm-hmm. step away a minute, find new tools, new, you know, niches, things that you can maybe try to bring to another fight. Give yourself that time to learn something new or improve or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what do you, do you guys agree with that? Or you say just run it back immediately? Because Figgy did say they do it in Mexico and then instantly, like in his post fight, was like, no, no, we, we got to go to Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we can't go to Mexico with Henry Cejudo. I didn't, I didn't get his whole calling Brandon a crybaby thing. Because I think because Moreno was calling him a crybaby in the pre-fight. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I can't remember what it was, but I think he was just kind of... Uh, about to say, because Brandon was kind of just like, you know... Yeah, I think... He had a good game plan. Yeah. You know, I, you know, being somebody who thought Brandon won the decision, I would like to see it go back because he has a finish, and I thought he won this decision. Obviously, the first fight was a draw. But, I mean, I do see the 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 what makes sense as far as, like, having them go away. But I don't know if anybody else beats Brandon. So yeah. it might just be him taking out more contenders instead of just getting this fourth fight out the way and then you know, sure. taking it from there. But Brandon wins, and they're technically 2-2. Oh, no? Yeah, yeah Brandon would be it'd up. Be, yeah. It'd be 2-1. No, it'd be 2-1. One, one it'd be 2-1, yeah. yeah. First one so I don't know. I, I wouldn't be against it, but I could also see at least maybe one fight. I wouldn't want to hold – because, like I said, if Moreno beats one person – like I said, you're losing a contender every time he fights these guys because I, th- I think he's that good. Yeah. I think you give him time. I think just because, A, the state of the division, like you got to let some of these guys get in there too. And because they're so evenly matched, like if these really are the two top guys yeah. of the division, I think you give him some time. And if they both win some fights between, you know, when they kind of separate from each other, then you have an even bigger story, right? Sure. There may be a little bit more anticipation for it. So I say give it a little bit of a rest and then kind of revisit it in a little bit and see where they're at. Yeah, and I, I think, yeah, you just said the state of the division because it is, I, I think this division has so much potential this year. I'm really excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, these two are the epitome of this division. I said it last night, like these two are the flyweight division. They are the standard now. Mm-hmm. And I want to see if somebody else can match up to that. Like, you know, and I would like to see like some of these, you know, like a Askarov, Kaikar, Franz winner test themselves against, you know, one of these guys. And, mm-hmm. and let's see if we can build more contenders in that division. And that fourth fight's always there. Yeah. Now, you know, if, if Moreno goes to lose, goes on to lose, or Figgy goes on to lose, you know, it could hinder it. But they are the top two. You have to imagine at some point they're going to, that they'll just always be there, you mm-hmm. know. And I just say give it time because yeah. I would like to see them go back, resharpen, get a fresh matchup, and then come back and look at this matchup with mm-hmm. a whole different outlook yeah. and just a fresh mindset. Um, another fight moving down the card Michelle Pera defeating Andre Fiallo. Uh, by unanimous decision, uh, Fiallo's first fight in the UFC took it on short notice, um, but that is four in a row now for Michelle Pajeda, um, and he's looking better and better every fight. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that dude's 170 pounds, <laughs> and he's young. He's only like 24 or 26 years old. Oh, yeah, he's like 26, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, he definitely looks like a like 30-something, like yeah. mi- mid-30s, but yeah, no, that's... And this Fiallo dude, I really liked him, too. Yeah. I mean, to take a, sh- a short-notice fight against a guy like Pajeda, and then it being your first fight in the UFC, like, salute to that. They were it was award i mean that was a great fight but mm-hmm. i'm really really interested to see pieta this this year because i mean like i said four in a row he's beat you know i think he beat chaos williams nico price i mean he's beat some pretty mm-hmm. 
standard, like legit middle of the run guys. Still doing flips. Still doing <laughs> flips, but he's still winning. Composure's yeah. there though, man. He's a little bit more composed now. He's not as gassed. He's yeah, able to kind cardio of seems yeah, to he's be came a long way in. from that Johnny Walker fight. I'm really excited to see him this year. Um, another guy I'm excited for now, Saeed Nurmagomedov <laughs> defeating Cody Stamen by decision. What was he, that last name? Ner- Nurmagomedov. Oh, okay. What did I say it wrong? No, I just wanted to make sure that was what it was. Oh. Uh, There's finally one in the UFC that he can oh, be yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we're back, baby. Habib's cousin. Uh, 47 seconds in round one uh, with a beautiful guillotine. Um, wow. You know, you see guys that come in, you know, kind of like Usman. I said, you know, Usman Nurmagomedov did the same thing last mm-hmm. year. Um, I don't know if it was a first round. It seems like it was like a third round. Um, but, you know, I said it last night. This guy just made Cody Stamen look like a paint can. Yeah. And, and if you're, you know, Cody, that's three in a row now for Stamen, unfortunately. Um, he's going to have a rough, rough, I don't know what happens with a guy like Stamen. Mm-hmm. But um, go watch Stamen fight. I mean, he's a very good, very well-rounded mixed martial artist. Mm-hmm. And Saeed Nurmagomedov just made him look like nothing. Sure. Um, I don't know what's going on with these daggies right now with the striking, but it's getting scary. Like... The wrestling was enough, and now that they're, like, getting that type of striking and stuff, but the way that he locked that up, how quick he locked that up, and, mm-hmm. I mean, as soon as he locked, we all knew it that was That was like over. a ninja choke, though, wasn't it, was, it? A little bit different than a regular. Yeah, they listed that as a guillotine. Um, kind of reminds me of Same mechanics. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it, it, it just. Was, and it, it was crazy is when he made the, like, when he moved over and made, like, the little bit of adjustment, it didn't even look as, like, as tight, crazy tight, but it's no. just how that, the... The technique is for them guys is just yeah scary, very scary. What do you think? Well, I thought it was interesting that he said his game plan <laughs> was to stand up. He, he said the game plan to be standing is to keep it standing up. And, sure, and I'll, and I'll knock him out. Which the stand up that it, the little bit that was there looked really nice. He hit a was it a spinning back kick straight yeah. to, the, to yeah. the body. It looked nasty, man. And then yeah. Stamen forced, was forced to shoot because he was kind of getting pieced up a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then he just locked up the choke. I mean, it was quick. Obviously, there wasn't a ton there to really examine, but he, mm-hmm. he looks good, man. I mean, it'd yeah. be interesting to see where he goes this year because he's, he's pretty fresh right now. Get your rookie cards as oh, soon yeah. as they come out. <laughs> uh, Brandon, go ahead and update us on our points. Uh, we picked this week for the main and co-main event. What do we got? We had one singular point. This last last fight, guys, it was John came away with one point. Oh, for Ingano, yeah, because yeah, we picked, uh, we every, both we had all Mar- picked Moreno. Yep, and then you guys both picked Gone. Yeah, both picked Gone. So we're so, so total. So I still have zero points. I've got nothing. <laughs> and then uh, John, you have two points. Nate, you have three. Whew, thank God for that big three. Well, that's what that's what sucks about Moreno losing the decision too, because I'm pretty sure I called him by decision, so I would have had oh. the big. Yeah. Four pointer, but darn it! As long as Brandon has zero, it's all good. Oh, it, it's a long year, buddy. We got a lot. Oh, of it time. definitely <laughs> is it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, look at last year, how it was so up and down, even to the end. It literally mm-hmm. came down to, between you two, the last, last fight. literally last fight <laughs> yeah. of the year. And we, at one point, I think you had the biggest lead at one point, which was like mm-hmm. eight or nine points uh, ahead. Yeah, he so. got up there at one point. Yeah, yeah I got a little thought, boring for we, me. We thought it was gonna like he was gonna run away with it. And <laughs> yeah. Brandon hit that end of the year, not yet, son. Yeah. He started started getting on some discords and stuff for picks. Yeah. <laughs> getting a little <laughs> insider in the dark web. Yeah. Boys, no UFC this week to preview. We get a week off from the fights. So we're going to play a little game, grab your dry erase boards, boys, that we like to call... Draw a penis. Draw a PP. This game's called Tap or Cap. And how we play this is I'm going to read off um, some fight results. Um, all of them are submission. 
And these guys are going to tell me if, yes, that is how this fight ended with this tap or submission or if I'm capping. Big cap. Big cap if I'm lying. So that's going to be for them to determine. Boys, are you ready? Don't let each other see them. I'm definitely not. We got seven of these. So Oof. we're going to do six, and I got did one extra maybe in case we need a tiebreaker. I'm just going to write AP, and then I'll put the T or C. So I'm picking <laughs> whether or not this truly ended in submission So if, it, if Yeah, so – all the people that I read um, are they did beat this person. It's up to you to tell me if it was by the submission or not. Okay. So, and not like the specific submission, just if it was by submission. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, that's up for you guys if it was a tap or if I'm capping. We're doing like a little, like a five second clock. We're not going to. Yeah, I'll give you guys like 10 seconds. Okay. Yeah, it's not a race. Yeah. I'll, I'll have you guys reveal at the same time. Boys, our first one on July 23rd, 2013, Jorge Masvidal defeated Michael Chiesa via second round. What did I do? What, sorry. Oh, second round Bravo choke. Is that a tap or a cap? Second round Bravo choke. Jorge Masvidal defeating Michael Chiesa. July 23rd, two days after my birthday. You guys ready? Yeah. Is it a tap or cap? Let's see. Ding, ding, ding. Mm, John right. lost it. He's a super fan of Chiesa. <laughs> you know what? I kind of thought that. I was like, man, he's going to get this. He's like, freaking Chiesa losing a Masvidal by a Bravo choke. Yeah, I cried <laughs> for that one. <laughs> you ready for the next one? Boys, August 23rd, 2014. Rafael Dos, Rafael Dos Santos defeating Benson Henderson via first round rear naked choke. Tap or cap? Are you ready? Yep. Flip it around for me. It is a cap. Good job. Does Do either of you know how he did win? No. <laughs> First round knockout. So the score is two to one. Keep keep tallies when you get them right. So you've got one, John. Brandon, you've got two. There we go. RDA was just a monster then, man. He was. He was different. Boys, on July 29th, 2017, Aljamain Sterling defeats former Bantamweight champion Hennen Burrell via third round guillotine choke. Are we ready? Yeah. Flip him. Got it right. John is wrong. He Let's go. defeated him by unanimous decision. Since uh, Burrell started losing, I try to just take those fights <laughs> out of my head. <laughs> yeah. I actually, you know what? I threw Burrell in there because I threw Kiesa for him. So I'm yeah. like, oh, John might remember a hit in Burrell. No, those were, <laughs> ever since the TJ fight, it's been dark days for I get it, Burrell dude. That's all good. We all got those fighters. Boys, on May 15th, 2012, the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jung defeats Dustin the Diamond Poirier via fourth round Darce choke. Is that tap or cap? Flip it around. Yes, both of you got it right. That was true. That did happen. Very, very true. On October 30th, or October 31st, 2000... Halloween. That'll be clipped. (laughs) (laughs) October 31st, 2020, Thug Nasty Bryce Mitchell defeated Andre Feely via first round twister. Is that cap or tap? Tap or cap? Excuse I didn't me. realize he's still undefeated. Bryce Mitchell is. Bryce Mitchell like is a beast. Boys, did he beat Andre Philly by first round twister? That is wrong. Dang it. Oh, he, he attempted, beat, didn't he? he? Beat him by decision. However, he did defeat Matt Sales by a mm. twister. I knew he had a twister. 
That's why I knew I'd get you I guys knew, with yeah, that. I knew he had a twist. <laughs> I knew I'd get you guys with that. <laughs> I haven't seen enough of his fights to know exactly which. Uh, uh, shout out to Bryce uh, Thug Nasty. Go check out his rap album, Bryce Mitchell. Did I sent you guys some of the songs, right? Did you oh, like yeah. It? No. Also, I, I seen I, he's not terrible. It's just like country rap. It's he's challenging like other fighters to rap battles. I'm here for it. And if you see his cards out there, grab them because people just freeze, like pay. Does he have money. cards out? Yeah. Does he really? His stuff goes crazy. Bryce Mitchell's? Yeah. I mean, he is undefeated. Yeah. He's got a good personality. Yeah. I could see him being like having a lot of fans too. Boys, January 26, 2013. Current light heavyweight champion Glover Teixeira defeated Quentin Rampage Jackson via third round guillotine. Is that tap or cap? Let me see him. Brandon got it right. Come on, bro. Jones is the first one to finish Rampage. He beat him via decision. John's down bad, but we're going to do the last one anyways. <laughs> For 100 points. For a, do you want to do it? <laughs> do you want to do it? Don't give him charity. You know what? Screw, Somebody, this screw is, Brandon. I'm burying doing, him. This is for 5,000 points. Okay. Screw Brandon. You better get this. Boys. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> on March 17th, 2018, Paul Craig defeats Magomed Ankalov via third round triangle. Is that tap or cap? Or 5,000 points. Flip them around. Oh, Brandon. Let's <laughs> go, son. Oh, my gosh. Let's give it. Give it a, oh, sorry, wrong one. That's for John. Brandon. Yeah. There you go. Let's, you know what? Let's give Brandon our first. Yeah. Winning our first Tapper Cap of the year. Congratulations Don't to Brandon. sleep on the youth, guys. I like it. Look at Brandon yeah. coming in strong. I mean, that's a tough game. Yeah. It well, is a tough game. And that's, I mean, that's, those are the highlights he watches. He doesn't watch knockouts. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. I, so because I, I have been a fan of less time than you guys, there mm-hmm. is a lot that I just genuinely didn't watch. So sure. I will go back and watch a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. I get it. So. It's it's a lot, man. I think sometimes, too, like I've been a fan for so long that I probably forget more than I'll ever, you mm-hmm. know, remember. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, like, it's... It's so tough, especially when you're getting back in like 2013 on some of these. It's, it is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it. Tapper cap. I'm thinking next week, I want to try to put a game together where I'm just trying to think of how I want to do it, mm-hmm. where, uh, it'll be the same thing kind of like with the dry race boards. You guys, I think I want to either, I don't see, that's what I'm trying to figure out. You guys can tell me, we'll figure it out. Now I was thinking about doing like famous, like quotes or lines that like people like fighters have said, like post fight pressers mm-hmm. and then have you guys tell me who said it. But I'm like, I don't know if I want to like read it. Or, like, play the clip. But I feel like if I play the clip, uh, you'll recognize yeah, yeah, the yeah, voice. It's way to too it. easy. But I'm like, man, I would, that would be so fun. I would say read it and come it. up with, like, two people it could be or three people. Okay. Because sometimes it might it might be hard I'll see. to play. I'll, I'll play with it. We'll see if I, if I can get it done this week. I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll do it next or week. Or maybe you could say it, like, in the way it was said. Like, the I don't know. Like, if it was in, like, a press conference yeah. or something. That way I kind of have an idea of the energy that was behind it. I also thought about doing something where... But it's so tough because fighters do change their entrance song so much. We're like, we play like, I play like a 10 second clip of an entrance and you guys tell me what fighter it is. Mm-hmm. But some fighters do come out to only one song yeah, right. always. So if there, if I can come up with enough uh, without it being too easy, mm-hmm. I might do that too. You could come up with at least like five or six yeah, of those. Yeah, it's just, I feel like it's too easy though. Or maybe you do it where you play a song and you, like you give two fighters, which one came out to this? Yeah. Because you could get real funky when you go to like Pride and you start playing techno. Because that could be <laughs> Vanderlei. It could be Shogun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boys, uh, John, hit us with our news. We got to wrap this up. Dude, hit the news button. Oh, good point. Yeah. 
we got some some good fighting announcements. There's not a, as much going on because I think 270 kind of took up a lot of what um, was going on with the Francis stuff. But we do have a light heavyweight title fight set. We have Glover Texas Share and Jiri Prohashka. Official. May 7th, UFC 274. It's going to be tough for Glover, but I'm, I'm here for it. We also have another main event. What was that? I, I get it. Like, I get why he says that because I would have said that, you know, like two months ago. But then mm-hmm. after some of these fights, man, like, you can't. You're on the Glover train. Not necessarily Glover train, but I'm, no, I'm on speaking. the anything can happen train. No, All right. I, no, he's definitely beat the odds over and over. So Okay. Um, then this, this London card has been coming together for March 19th. We have the main event set, Alexander Volkov and Tom Aspinall. Now, Brandon, you weren't a fan of this fight, it seemed like. Vol- uh, Aspinall and Volkov? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said something like you. It didn't seem like you were really a fan of them, or no? I said something about with the Dacus and Lewis. I felt like it might be a little bit too much too soon. That's what. Yeah, you said. I thought you said it no. because I know he wanted to go a little bit slow. But thinking when you're number ten, there's not really. A so lot maybe of other you options. said you did like it. I'm. I don't mind it. Who? Okay. I mean, who else you give? Maybe it, to? it was just you. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you just think it's too much too soon for Aspinall? Yeah, just because. I, I, like I said, I feel like with Dawkins and Lewis, it felt like it was just still there was a level still there, and sure. I mean, well, I guess we'll see. I think that's a better matchup, though. I think yeah. giving somebody to Lewis is different than giving somebody to Volkov. Volkov is still tough, man. Yeah, but he's big and he's long. It's gonna be, and Tom Aspinall is probably one of the smaller heavyweights. Mm-hmm. But you know, you beat number six, you don't get a choice on what go, you're. You're it's right true. there in the mix. Um, also, they're trying to put together uh, Dan Hooker and Arnold Allen, and then Patty yeah. has a fight. Um, that they're trying to book on that too, so that card's going to be. I thought Patty did. Uh, I think they named the opponent. I didn't recognize okay. his name though. Yeah, I didn't either. I wasn't sure if it was official. Official, I but think, I want to say it is. But even yeah. if it is, it's. I don't remember it being a name that really stood no, out to me. But that card's going to be crazy. Oh yeah. I mean, I if you could have had Leon, that's the only thing that could have made that's it. What, any I was kind of hoping they were going to do the Leon Usman, just because I thought that would have been so cool. For I mean, kind of would suck for Usman as the champ, right? But do they, yeah. do they do that often? Where they put the challengers Not in their really. home place? I was going to say, no. I feel like maybe they have before, but man, that would be such a rare. Well, here's the thing, though. What type of boss move would that be? If you're Usman, yeah, I'll fight you in London. It would be a boss. Move. That's a that's a resume. That'd be pretty gangster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple other good fights that got announced. Um, Amanda Lemos and Jessica Andrade. That's a big one for Amanda. Mm-hmm. She wins that one. Um, it's it's going to be at straw weight, so yeah. that's going to be a good one. Yeah, for I saw her. Andrade was going to move back down. Mm-hmm. Um, then also for they also announced for the um, two seventy one. With the Adesanya and Whitaker fight, the co-main is going to be Derek Lewis and Tai Tuivasa. Um, also on that card, Jared Cannonier and Derek Brunson. See, that's more interesting to me that they're just still feeding. Seems like they're just like going to keep giving Lewis like contenders. Yeah, I mean, like I don't, I don't, I guess I just don't look at Lewis as like a gatekeeper yet. No, but it's like they're kind of starting to put him into that role a little bit. Well, he did say he wants to fight a lot, and I get that. You know, he he is an older guy. You know, kind of mm-hmm. like we talked about with Francis earlier. Like, there's not much time there, but yeah, he just. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure he doesn't care. But. Well, and at number four, you know, you have Stipe ahead of him. Yeah, who's not fighting anybody right now, and he's already lost to Gone before. Him and Stipe have never fought, have they? No, man, I'd love to see that. He said he. Wants that. Yeah, I'd exciting. Um, love to see that. Yeah, Bobby Green's on that fighting Nazrat. You have Kyler Phillips is fighting. So that's a that's a big card. And that the, is a good card. The last uh, fight announcement I have is actually Bellator. Michael Page is fighting for the belt. Oh, nice. Um, Yaroslav Amaz- Amazov, something like that. Yeah, it's, it's a big. 
yeah, big fight for Paige. And uh, he's been really big. I've seen him in the media. He talked to Hawani and stuff. He's just really big on, like, if I'm going to do this fighting thing, for it, man. I'm going to do it the same way I've been doing it. I'm going to have the theatrics. I'm going to do yeah. all the stuff I do because that's me. Yeah. So It's a big chance. He pulls that off. His stock goes up. Yeah. I mean, they've been saying he isn't fighting anybody. And yeah, he needs it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Big, huge fight. There it is, boys. That is the news. John, yeah. before we get out, hit us with our song of the week. I feel like it's fitting from last night, man. Lupe, superstar. If you, mm -hmm. I think Francis turned himself into... Uh, uh, world. I mean, he was already building that up, but I think he submitted himself as a superstar last night. Maybe Brandon, you a big skateboard guy? Absolutely not. No, I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater too, though. Who was your favorite character on the game? Yeah, Tony Hawk. That sounds that's bad. the pretty, most boring. Pretty answer. original. Yeah. Jeez, Would you expect so anything less though? Louise. Who was your favorite? That's like saying uh, like uh, John Madden. <laughs> My who's, favorite? Who's your favorite Tony Hawk character? Ooh, I think I use, well, I used Cream Campbell a lot, mm -hmm. um, but I like Bucky Lassick a lot. I used him. Um, man, who else did I use? I was a big Bob Burnquist Bob guy. Burnquist was another one I used Put a the lot. beanie on, and I'm just grinding yeah. all day, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I love Tony Hawk. I got it right there. It's right on top. You see it. Nintendo oh. 64, the blue, the blue cartridge. Mm -hmm. Mess with me. Yeah. Brandon, what is your one for the people? Uh, took my kid out to play in the snow today, and uh, he's a polar bear. This kid literally, he can walk. He refused to stand up straight. He walked on his hands and feet the entire time. We were out there for oh. 30 minutes. Did he have gloves on? Halfway. Jeez. He would put gloves on, and it's, it did not phase him. I was like, he's going to get inside That's and his freak first out. time in the snow, right? Uh-huh. Did he yep. love it? He loved it. White he, like, face planted. Really? Snow was in his <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah, dude. I you wouldn't know about that, but... When, yeah, no, Game wouldn't. of Thrones is dumb. Um, but he, like, face planted. I thought he was going to cry. He did, yeah. did not phase him. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. John, what's your one for the people on our way out? My one for the people is support your local business, man. Shout out to my boy Josh at AA hooking me up with the, the card deal this weekend, man. Get into these UFC cars, man. It's pretty fun. Yeah, you got a nice deal. That is for sure. Um, my one for the people, let's see. Um, hopefully by tonight I'm going to finish Ozark. Really Ooh. excited to get done with that. We got three episodes in today. I think I got I got like three left, so I'm hoping tonight to get through it. I'm loving it. You haven't started yet. Not right? yet. So I heard this it. is just a part one. I think they're gonna put yeah, out another part two. Yeah, there is two parts. So, and I've got to do it because like even my mom texted me today like you finished it and I'm like no, and then she did the whole like I'm not gonna tell you but I'm gonna tell you yeah. like get ready <laughs> like and I'm just like don't just send stop. you a meme. To, like, yeah, just so I'm like I just got to get through this before somebody ruins right. it. Mm -hmm. Uh, last thing is we usually don't say it, but we're pretty sure. So we're going to mention it that hopefully next week we will have another Matt talk with the one and only uh -huh. Coliseum combat's own promoter, Mark yeah. Slater. So hoping to get that recorded this week, as long as everything goes well. Mm -hmm. Um, but even if, you know, for whatever reason, not next this week, it'll be the next week. So for sure. we definitely have another Matt talk coming boys and girls. Yeah. We're here for it. We're here for you each and every Monday. Right. Thank you guys for listening. Mm -hmm. We are John, Brandon, and then Brandon again. All right. I don't exist. You may or may not see this on video. We don't know. We don't even know anymore. John, say something. Uh, pickles. Brandon, go. Meatloaf. Peace. Rest in peace to Meatloaf, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Meatloaf. <laughs>